Hi, and welcome to Does This Make Me Look Old? A podcast about aging as gracefully as possible when you're just not ready. We're two 40-something-year-old friends who find themselves kind of straddling that really odd period of time when aging and everything that it's associated with is starting to become a much bigger part of our lives. We're definitely curious, but at the same time, rather terrified about aging. I'm Shiv. I'm a health science nerd and pop culture fiend. And I'm Sim, an adult in waiting, obsessed with finance and self-help books. We're going to be talking about the stereotypes of aging and how they affect us. And we'll also be doing some deeper dives um, into some interesting topics, such as what it's like to get old in the society, dating when you're older, and scientific advancements in anti-aging products, and even evolution and scientific thinking around aging. And throughout it all, we chat, rant, laugh about our adulting mishaps, of which there are so, so, so many. So join us as we navigate our second quarter life crisis. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Does This Make Me Look Old? So we have a very special episode this week. Um, We are going to be talking to uh, three of our friends about um, what it means for them to get older. So... um, Without further ado, um, let's introduce the fellas. Um, So I I don't know who wants to kick it off, but uh, I'm just going to go one by one. So um, Jason, did you want to give us a little bit of an intro? Sure. I'm Jason. Um, I am 50 years old. I work in technology innovation and I have a science and engineering background. I'm not entirely sure what else is relevant, but uh, I suppose I'm a second generation immigrant. Uh, my parents immigrated to Canada. They're Chinese Canadian, and my sister and I were born here. I don't know if that covers it. More than covers it. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, thank you. And then uh, Liam. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Liam. Um, I'm 41 years old. Um, I'm a software uh, professional, a software developer that does more, I guess, more managerial slash leadership stuff as I'm maturing in my career. Uh, I have two uh, young boys, a three-year-old and a seven-year-old. Yeah, I guess that's, I think, relevant probably as uh, I reflect upon aging, et cetera. (laughs) Sounds good. And Craig? Um, Hi, my name is Craig. Um, I'm 40. I work in like accounting finance fields and yeah, so I sit down a lot during the day and then try to stay active after the workday. Thanks guys. So just to give a little bit more context, because um, the reason it's extra special obviously is because it's the first time we're actually having our um, male friends join us so that we can actually learn about the, you know, their perspectives on getting older. Um, You know, Shiv and I were chatting about it the other day and we were like, oh my gosh, you know, we always, you know, we bring a very personal perspective to it. But um, given the number of different topics we've covered, we thought it would be very interesting to sort of hear what you guys think uh, about some of those um, kinds of issues that we've talked about so far. So one of the... I guess, first questions to kick it off is, um, do you guys actually ever think about this issue at all? Like, are, do you guys, there are times when you feel old and if you do, like, when did that start for you? 
Yeah, I, I um, it's kind of interesting because when you ask if someone feels older, I, I think, I guess there's probably a lot of different ways to um, parse that question or think about what that means. In, in terms of, you know, just as a gut reaction response, do I feel older? No, I, I probably feel the same way I think that I felt when I was, you know, a 17-year-old teenager. Um, but I know I'm getting older. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same thing. I think I'm with you on that one. Uh, I think I'm stuck at 27, so 10 years older, but, you know, still there. <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me of that saying where it's like, where they tell you to act your age, but you've never been this age before, so how can you really act it? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, so what you're saying to us, Jason, is that um, so you don't feel your age, you just feel the same as you always have. Well, I, I think that from a consciousness point of view, I don't feel like I'm a different person or something like that. But clearly, you know, we all age and, and that impacts us differently. I mean, I feel older when I try to do sports the way that I did when I was younger. And I, I you know, I can't. But I also don't, you know, I think that when I was, let's say, when I was 30, I probably felt like 50 was, you know, very far away and an older age, certainly. Uh -huh. um, now that I'm here, I know that there's certain things that, you know, it's going to take me longer to recover from, a, a, you know, athletic events or things like that. Um, but I, I guess this idea of feeling older is just something that um, it, it has to have a context, I guess, for me to <laughs> uh, feel like there's some, there's some specific thing that makes me particularly feel old. Thanks. That's actually a really nice perspective. It, you know, it sort of reminds me not to take it seriously. But Liam, what 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 do you think? Uh, okay, so I'm going to go through this, uh, I guess, piece by piece. Do I feel old? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, I feel my. I mean, I'm 41. Uh -huh. I'm going to say I feel like a 41 year old. Uh -huh. um, I feel like I've m matured. Um, you know mentally uh and emotionally and i'm honestly proud of that and i don't think it's a bad thing mm -hmm. um when did i in terms of physically feeling older i really i would say probably the last couple of years i would say i started to note notice the sort of stiffness in the morning or kind of achy here and there um mm -hmm. you know it's it it, it progresses slowly I, that's like i think the first you know, time of my life, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, I'm not going to stay young forever. You you come to that uh, realization. Uh, but, um, yeah, I would say, like, I, I definitely, I mean, I guess to contrast uh, with Jason, I guess I feel I I am a different person than when I was, when I was, uh, you know, say 20 or, or, or 30. Um, you know, I've changed over time and um, I, I'm comfortable with that and. I don't, like I said, proud of that. I think it's a good thing for me. Well, that's good. Um, and then I guess, Craig, you're the youngest out of this group, but like, uh, <laughs> how, how do you feel? Do you actually, do you feel older? I feel exactly one year younger than Liam, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I think they both touched on a couple of things that uh, that I that I really think though is like kind of the two aspects of it. You got like the more of the physical, and then the kind of emotional or or, mm -hmm. or mental aspect of it. I, I think for me, physic 
from the physical side, I think uh, Jason kind of touched on it, recovery time. So I think when you're younger, you, you just recover from, I call it trauma, but really it's not necessarily trauma. It's more like like uh, physical things that you do to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even if I cut myself now, it takes longer to heal, just little things like that. Uh, you get sore easier. So you just need to kind of take care of yourself and listen to your body. So if it's sore for a certain reason, then maybe just rest or something. But uh, like more on the on the mental side, I, I would I would think I've matured a little bit as well. Like at the end of the day, I think I feel like I'm in my 20s. I think I'm in my 20s, but then sometimes I don't feel like I'm in my 20s. So it's just trying to be realistic and just listen to your listen to your body and keep learning from different life experiences. I think that's the benefit with age. It's kind of a collection of life experiences. And obviously, the longer you're alive, the more life experiences you have to draw on. So I think that's where the mental or yeah. the emotional maturity kind of comes in a bit. So um, you guys can't see my expression right now, but I think I'm just a little bit in awe because Shiv knows this, <laughs> but like the grace that you guys are talking of, of like aging, like the, 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 about the topic, like the amount of grace you guys are showing about getting older. Yeah. I kind of feel a little bit embarrassed about my practice. <laughs> It's better than like, the alternative. Wow, you're, you're so mature and wise, and <laughs> and I'm like I'm still struggling here to figuring out things out. And they're like, you know, they've all three of you. It's amazing, is and maybe it's a gender thing. And this is one one of the things where Shiv, did you pick up on how all three of them answered it very structured? Like there's the physical aspect, the mental aspect. You know, Liam, you broke it down into exactly the three questions. You know, Jason, like it was just hilarious, like how you guys are so. <laughs> you know, put together about the whole topic. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, good on you guys. I'm, I'm impressed that uh, you're, you're dealing with aging so well. That, that brings me to a question that I'm curious about. So I, I like, well, I mean, speaking as a woman, and I'm sure speaking as many women, like a lot of women feel this, uh, like, I guess, anxiety, like possible anxiety, or just a little, um, or just like awareness of a potential biological clock, mainly because, you know, like, especially for women who have um, the desire to have kids, like they, they know that there's only like a finite time in which they can actually do so. So do you guys have that kind of anxiety or fear around things that might be like, um, like with, with regard to like a, male biological clock like has has there anything has there been any sort of corollary for you guys absolutely (laughs) oh okay (laughs) i don't know if you were asking uh if you were gonna talk i mean i'll just jump in on that one thing that kind of i i just found interesting is that um for the first question it was easy to answer because we were asked to reflect back on our life thus far and i can say i've been happy with you know, I matured, et cetera, but anxiety going forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's a different thing. Right. Um, when I was 30, I had anxiety about being 40. <laughs> and when I'm 41, I have anxiety about being 50 and 60 or in 70, you know, just, yeah. you know, the physical limitations, health effects, um, uh, career wise, um, 
you know, mentally will I change, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all those, all those, all those things. Um, so I, I, all I can say is, yeah, I personally have anxiety about that. And another a factor in that is, you know, with I have two young kids. I mean, um, I'm, res- you know, responsible to take care of them for the next at least 20 years or so. And you worry about um, just will I be around? Will I be in good health? Will I be, you know, there's that, you know, uh, what if something happens to me, you know, all those kinds of things. So that's, that's definitely a big worry slash anxiety. Um, you know, both, uh, my wife and I were fortunate enough to have parents that, um, you know, were with us until we were, were, you know, adults. Uh, so, you know, that's, I guess, a bit of a, of a fear slash anxiety whenever there's some health effect that comes up you're like oh is this how is this going to impact am i going to be able to take my kids canoeing in 20 years or something like that kind of thing so yeah that's for me personally uh definitely an anxiety factor i feel like there's um i feel like there's definitely got to be some level of gender difference on the biological clock question i mean i think mm-hmm. having lots of friends who are who are women who have gone through that and and you know my sister and and other people you know certainly the 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 whole phrase biological clock has a very specific meaning for women you know i mean it's it's at least it, it seems like it seems like it's primarily around you know most of the time when people talk about that they're talking about having children certainly i think for guys because the the, there's less of a specific time pressure Uh i think on that so i think that the idea of course there you know things that you can do or won't be able to do as much you know as you get older like for me uh, watching how my body changes or, or other things as I get older. And I've been through different things, you know, in my, in my thirties, when I got really, really busy with work, I got super out of shape. And then in my forties, I tried to get back into shape. So, you know, how the biological clock works for me, I think as a guy, I think the timing is more around what you can do. Like, I know I'm not going to be, you know, like a professional class athlete in anything now at, at 50, maybe like long distance running if I really put work into it or something. But it's it's not specific, as specific a question, I think, around having kids um, because there's, there's, there's kind of like a less of a, I guess, a specific um, biological load on your body for that uh, as a guy, I, you know, and that just seems to be how how the species works yeah i'd agree with you and actually i i think uh jason like when i when i asked my like i never from my male friends that are kind of in the 41 year old like they're you know in that range where uh, um they're you know uh if they were a woman they they would their their biological tick uh, clock would be ticking very loudly at this point but i don't get any anxiety about that point mm-hmm. in their life well is it too late to have children etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't i don't hear that so i would actually yeah yeah. Definitely agree with you on that. It's less definitive um, when you get closer to the age of, of is it too late to have kids? But so you a, actually, yeah. you guys make an interesting point because so so what would like if, if you were to apply a biological clock to you yourselves, what would come to mind? 
you know, actually, uh, Jason touched on one thing that maybe, uh, you know, he, he mentioned the, the thing about is he going to um, succeed as an athlete at this at this age? And, and that kind of made me think that what the biggest anxiety for me is, is like, I'm not going to make it as anything in terms of like, being really successful. Like, you know what I mean? It's a bit too late to be ultra successful, you know, at a sport or a even career-wise, right? Like, and and that's not, not strictly true, of course. But if you yeah. look at the entrepreneurs, like I'm, or I'm in the technology field. If you look at, you know, ultra successful entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are, you know, world changers. I mean, they did a lot of that stuff when they were younger. Most of them. There, there are exceptions, of course. But you're like, has have I missed the boat on that? Because that was a big thing for me. You know, wanting to be an entrepreneur or or, or make an impact or you know. Uh, and, and so I, I feel like for me anyways, in terms of that, um, like the success factor on this, um, you know, and I'm not talking to, you know, having sufficient income or anything like that, but just like, you know what I mean? Like being wildly successful, that's probably, I wonder if that's a little bit of a, more of a male anxiety, you know, they're, they're, you know, uh, you know, you know, the quote unquote, are you going to make it right? Uh, kind of thing. So that's a little bit of an anxiety for me, especially, you know, I'm just like, yeah, is it, is it too late to head out and start a company? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, if we're looking for inspiration, um, Liam, uh, Colonel mm-hmm. Sanders <laughs> would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Fried <laughs> chicken. Great. Uh, fried chicken at 64. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably a fast food thing, right? Because Ray Kroc started really late with McDonald's too. <laughs> so maybe I'm just in the wrong field for this. Yeah. yeah. I need to, no, yeah. It, it's funny you should say this. And I actually want to hear what Craig thinks as well, because recently a friend of mine made a comment where she said she wants to transition out of her career because she feels she's aging out of the IT industry. That's the industry she works in. And so you touching on that exact topic just reminded me of, of this conversation I've had with her. So I'd love to come back to that, but I want to hear from Craig's point of view as well. Um, what do you think? Biological clock, what does it mean for you? I think it's different for men and women. Like, uh, like women, you have like that, like Liam, or sorry, yeah, Liam or Jason mentioned, I can't remember which, but um, you, you do kind of have the clock when it comes to like birth or having children. Mm-hmm. And guys obviously don't have that wear and tear um, or that, uh, yeah, they don't have that really. Like guys, you they've created like Viagra and all this other stuff. There's no Viagra for, <laughs> there's no Viagra for women. You have like menopause and things like that that guys don't have to that. deal with. And yeah. So I, I won't even go into the I won't even go into the misogyny of that, but anyway. I don't know. I think what Liam was saying, like I, I, I kind of agree with like you as you get older, you you kind of start to wonder, am I running out of time to like be successful? Mm-hmm. Or Am, am I aging out of being able to advance? I think, like me personally, people think, it'll sound like I'm bragging, but um, people think that I'm younger than I am sometimes. So even at work, like people will talk about, they'll make comments to me like, like they think I'm in my early 30s, I think, based on like what they say. And so you can kind of not really say anything back to that. And they assume you're, 
you're younger. And then when, if people assume you're younger, I, I almost feel like they think you're smarter or more successful because mm-hmm. if, if I'm at where I'm at now and I'm 30, it's more, it's more quote impressive than if I'm at where I'm at now and I'm 40. Yeah. hundred percent for sure. So I, I think you do get viewed differently just, and that's just based on like, uh, like how old people think you are. Wow. Um, I find like one of the biggest considerations, and I'm going to bring gender into this again, sorry, but um, <laughs> I feel like when girls are younger or women are younger, not girls, like, you know, in, in, the, in their careers and they seem to have a, achieved a lot, they, there's, there's a, I don't know, there's a, some kind of a, some, I guess the impression is a little bit different. Like I feel like they they have to sort of, speak up differently or, or talk differently in order to be taken more seriously, especially in meetings and things like that. So uh, it was just an interesting perspective to hear, um, Craig, uh, the, the idea of success and, and career advancements uh, there. Because I feel like for women, there's a, I don't know, like when I was younger, it was harder in some ways to be taken seriously, uh, even when I had a point to make at work or anything like that. So it was just- I think that's true for men too. Is it? I think so. Yeah. If you're earlier on in your career, if you have yeah. more experience, it carries more weight for both genders. But I kind of agree with Craig, though. Like, it's in, if you do see somebody who's advanced yeah. and they're younger, it's kind of impressive. Like, oh, man. Oh, kind of slightly intimidating because they have perhaps the experience or position, but they have the energy and the, you know, uh, you know, all the energy and uh, raw power, you know, talent mm-hmm. that um, comes with youth too, right? Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with the the energy comp- comment, which kind of goes back to health as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a combination when you're young, when you're younger, let's say in your early 30s. I, I mean, I think that there's a level of assumption around experience uh, with, that comes with age. And I think that that's true across the board. Uh, for men and women, that as you get older, you, you know, people give you a little bit more benefit of the doubt because you've probably seen a little bit more life. And as I get older, mm-hmm. I count that more as well. Um, you know, if I see someone who, you know, if I estimate that they're a little bit older, I give them a little bit more benefit of the doubt of, you know, maybe they've experienced some hardship in their life or they know somebody who has, which is actually a valuable set of experiences that influences their career. Um, So they basically get a little bit more of a free pass than a young person. But if you do see a young person advanced to a more senior role, um, you, you, you balance that, I guess, against that other, that other part of the equation. But I, I think that, yeah, when you're young, it's frustrating because you have energy, but you, you probably, maybe you don't, understand as much about the value of experience Mm -hmm. so it's natural to feel like you know you're being discounted or something like that and when you layer on gender issues or uh ethnicity and diversity issues yeah that that can be kind of a deadly combo right that when you're younger you have both the energy the observational skill the um perhaps uh concern that that you know, someone has a bias against you or something that can happen. Um, it's it's more complicated, but 
as far as biological clock and age and career are concerned, for sure, I think the factors when people are young are they don't have as much responsibility probably, or maybe they don't have kids or whichever. So they just have more capacity to, to put them. more into their work. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful force when it's combined with, you know, oh, they've achieved some legitimacy by getting an early promotion or something like that. I think those factors are important. Yeah, good point. Sure. So I actually have a question like um, related to this. Like as as you guys are getting older in your careers, like do you feel that – or I, I'm just curious to know in your different industries what, how ageism is – in how ageism might impact your industries. Cause like, I mean, I'm just thinking about it from my, my point of view. Um, I mean, I have friends who, you know, like for various reasons were laid off um, and in their respective industries and like, you know, getting back into the workforce um, as a person who is older can be very difficult. So I was just curious to know, like, do you, um, you know, I'm just looking at it from like a female point of view, just because these mm-hmm. friends of mine, are women like do you feel that ageism impacts men and women differently or are you worried about ageism in your own industry and how it might impact your career um yeah mm-hmm. i'm just curious to hear your thoughts um yeah like i i know people that are later on in their career and i i know that they they've been offered other roles they they currently have roles but they have been offered other roles. So I, I think some of it just depends on like situation by situation and on the individual. Um, but overall, I, I do feel like at the same time that if you're at a certain age when you kind of, you're not retirement age, but you're close to retirement age or in the views of a hiring company, you're close to retirement age, then with all things being equal, you may get passed on. Uh, over somebody younger, but mm-hmm. I've never really witnessed that in person or necessarily known of a person in that situation that had that happen to them. I, for me, I think it's definitely something that you're, you become more aware of as you get closer to those kinds of retirement ages. I mean, we're fortunate enough to work in Canada where, you know, we're protected by the human rights code where, you know, it's actually not legal for a company to be unfair about employment practices and and for you to uh, incur harm on the basis of age, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that, but then there's all the pragmatic aspects of things, right? It's only natural for a company to want to offer to younger people who may have a longer career trajectory with that company uh, a bigger opportunity or, you know, as people age, they become more experienced, which you're, so you're trading off experience for energy mm-hmm. and frequently the people who are more experienced are more expensive as well. So it's a complicated equation. Jason's absolutely right. It is, it is that trade off of, um, experience versus, versus energy. And, you know, there's, I'm in the technology field. So obviously, you know, the, the, it's, I guess, stereotypically very ageist. And, and I think there is some ageism. As I get older, I actually don't, it, it's not nearly as bad as I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and, um, you know, I'm not too, I, I think there's a, there, 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 
you know, as you mature in your career, different um, positions, uh, you know, um, tend to open up for different age groups. For example, you know, senior managers or salespeople, for example, are often older individuals who have just decided, uh, you know, that the the grunt R and D work isn't for them anymore. They maybe can't compete at it. So I feel like uh, different career opportunities open up and I rarely see that people actually can't find a place in it, especially because they have a, a wealth of experience to draw from. But I do feel like you need to be a little adaptable. I've also seen the scenario where people aren't able to adapt in the, in the sense that like, okay, I mean, you know, this the stereotypical, you know, frontline coder type position who is, you know, tends to be dominated by uh, younger people because, you know, what's required of you is, uh, you know, raw time, talent, you know, you know, uh, intellectual uh, stamina, um, creativity, those types of things. Mm -hmm. uh, I have seen older individuals truly not be able to compete um, and, and, and just not willing to adapt. But but there's so many other, uh, you know, uh, roles like you often, you know, the mentors or, uh, you know, uh, like I said, more, you know, managerial roles or other leadership roles or sales roles, or marketing, you know, lots of other places where people have adapted and, and, and who've, you know, maybe have just accepted the fact that they can't compete in that rat racy type role, mm -hmm. which it is about raw, you know, raw talent and not much else. It's interesting you say that, Liam, because I think I think that 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 kind of hits upon a couple of points which do definitely impact you from an age point of view. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this concept that uh, of competition in individual contribution. I think there are a lot of times when I see uh, friends and colleagues, you know, at at my age, fifty plus, maybe sixty plus, mm -hmm. where they're starting to you know starting to see that maybe there isn't as much time left for other pursuits that they might want to do. Mm. So the relative level of investment they want to make in their career isn't as high, which may be the source reason behind why someone may not be as so-called competitive in that space. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, so to some extent, you know, if you're older and you know, you're, you know, let's take software development and you know, you can, you can do that work somebody wants you to learn, you know, three new software development languages and a new framework. And, you know, it's a big investment because you're really good at something. Do you really want to do that um, and become as expert in that? There, your level of investment or desired level, uh, your desire to invest in a whole bunch of new stuff, particularly at the very end of your career, maybe less, or, you know, people might just be thinking, no, I don't want to spend all my weekends and evenings helping you rush to your deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, pay, you pay for my time during work. And and so there's a there's a bit of a function depending on the industry mm -hmm. around how much people are willing to put in all those extra hours. And there's some debate as to whether or not it's a fair thing to ask people to do that. Um, yeah. So I, I think that factors in. But one, one other point I wanted to bring into it was that in terms of ageism, I think one of the challenges that I see also is that, you know, a lot of people, particularly in the technical industry that I work in, they either track into management or they track into kind of being a technical guru. Mm -hmm. And um, 
there's basically the problem with tracking your career into management is that the number of roles and how highly how much you can advance become more and more limited as you get older. So there's some level of expectation around, oh, you're this age, you know, why haven't they reached whatever director level, VP level by a certain age? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then that can feel quite punishing uh, because I think in our society, the expectation is that you continue to rise. And guess what? There's way fewer positions that you can rise to than the number of people available at it yeah, <laughs> any given yeah. age. So, so that definitely impacts things if you go down that track. Yeah, no. yeah, I mean it's it's hierarchical, right? I mean, there's a, <laughs> there could be a hundred engineers in one CTO, you know, or or C what FO, right? I mean, it definitely gets uh, more and more limited. I do agree with you on the technical guru thing, and that I guess that was part of about where I've seen people successfully adapt um, that they, um, you know, you yeah, like you said, become a, a guru. But you're you're absolutely right, Jason, that a lot of times um, when like I said not people not wanting to compete in the rat race and maybe that comes with wisdom and they're just like mm-hmm. it's just not worth it like i mean not maybe even if you you know often you people can do it they're just just not willing and have probably learned that it it's not worth the uh with worth the payoff yeah or worth the investment for sure so this work-life balance um it, it d- does sound like, you know, it comes uh, with experience, right? Like you've experienced, you've given it all, and now you're starting to recognize, you know, which returns are more uh, worth it than not. Um, if you were given a chance to sort of do a, get a do-over in your careers, um, let's start with careers first and then maybe life, but would what would you do differently? Yeah, I think looking back, you or at least for my, for me, I'm always like, could I have done something differently that I would be at a like higher level now? Or, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's kind of how I look at it. And then if I was getting later in my career, like I, I, I agree with what Liam and Jason were saying kind of about the whole rat race thing. Cause to me, like, as you get further along in your career, if you, if, uh, life is more important to you on the work-life balance scale Mm -hmm. and, and you're kind of financially set, then it gives you more flexibility. But I think I've seen people where you know, they're getting to the end of their career or closing in the end of their career. And they're still, they're still uh, like on the work side of the work-life balance. And it, it could be because of financial reasons too, even though they don't necessarily want to. So I think that plays a factor too sometimes where people just kind of keep on because they think they need to. Um, but hopefully hopefully, I won't get to that point mm-hmm. where I just do the work side of the work-life balance more just because I need to. But yeah, you never know. Everybody's situation is different. True. What about you, Jason? Um, you, on the redo question... Uh, I was just thinking about what Craig was saying around the the work-life balance thing. I I mean, I did want to emphasize something on that as well, which is that I think, you know, there are people who are older who are working as hard as they were working when they were 30 and more efficiently too. And and these are the people who get to the top of the game or they end up being CEO or, or, you know, lead companies. Um, 
and and some of this is just that that shakeout of what happens when only one person can get that one role <laughs> that oversees a hundred people, um, and then the others, you know, make different choices. And and I think it's respectable ways to go in each way. But kind of going back to the redo question, I. I don't really feel a lot of that myself. I, I made a pretty conscious choice, you know, many years ago, probably decades ago now, to simply try to make the best decisions I could at knowing what I know and then kind of forgive myself going forward for those decisions. Um, you know, you make a decision and then there's a consequence and uh, hopefully you learn from that. But I personally feel like, you know, you can burn a lot of cycles looking back and thinking, I wish I did this differently, or I wish I did that differently. I found that it's helpful to simply say, okay, at any given point, have I looked at, you know, have I looked at the situation as best I could and consulted the people and friends that I trust and try to make the best choice I can? And that way, if I know I did that, then later when I look backwards, I don't have to think, oh, you know, I should have done something different because then you can be confident that you tried to do the best you could at that moment and then forgive yourself for things which maybe turned out to be mistakes. I, I don't know that there's uh, uh, another, <laughs> I found that to be a healthy way to live. Let me put it that way. What about you, Liam? Have you found anything that you might regret or want to change? Um, You know, I think ironically, as I, even though I have more, um, I guess, more ob financial obligations now uh, and less of a runway ahead of me, I'm actually more um, risk tolerant uh, or less risk adverse than I used to be. I wish one of the regrets I, I, I have is that when I was younger and, uh, you know, because I, I had very little financial obligations, I just felt pressure to, you know, find a job, get into a career path, et cetera, et cetera. When, in reality, reflecting back on it, I, I just had so much, you know, there were so many possibilities. I could have done anything, you know what I mean, in, in terms of just, um, you know, like as with some of the examples would have been starting a company or, you know, <laughs> anything, you know, writing a, you know, uh, writing a screenplay. I don't know, trying my hand at stand up comedy, you don't know, all these all these things that could have happened that um, I never tried. And, and it was primarily out of fear of, OK, I know. I, you know, and that's part of how you're raised too. I mean, okay, you know, uh, I need to find a stable career, a stable job, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, now that I'm 41 and I have two kids and, and like I said, financial obligation is a big thing. I, I can't say, hey, hey, dear, do you mind if I if I take a year off and try my hand at stand-up comedy or something like that? It's just it's not an option. So that's one of my biggest regrets is I didn't even just try these things when I had the opportunity to. Um, and maybe that opportunity will come again, you know, um, you know, that's one of the good things about, um, getting older is, uh, hopefully you, you, you get more financial stability and, and, and you know, the, the, I think some of the happiest and luckiest people I know are those who've either been good with their finances or, uh, you know, for whatever situation, but had the financial freedom at, you know, not before, you know, while they're still relatively, uh, you know, young, even in your 60s uh, or 50s or 60s to to say, you know what, I, I don't have to work day to day. I can do something uh, 
you know, uh, sail the uh, sail the world for a year, or uh, sail around, sail around the world for a year, or um, you know, try my hand at painting. I don't know, but that's <laughs> also something to look forward to. Is that uh, you know, if you're if you manage to be lucky enough to get into that category where you aren't feeling the day to day pressure of uh, finances, that you have that opportunity again. So mm-hmm. you know, a regret, but also maybe a a not future opportunity. Who knows? So I'm curious, it was just because like of, of what you were saying about, you know, your friends being able to pursue, you know, things that they want, that they enjoy doing without the financial repercussions of it. So I'm just curious, like, do you approach time differently now as you age? Like, have, have any of you, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm just curious to know whether or not how you approach time in your 20s versus now, um, or do you have plans in um, I don't know, scaling back later on or yeah, I'm just curious. How I budget my time? Um, no, like I mean, or just how you think of time. Like I think like in my twenties, I thought to myself, like I had endless amounts of time to do all sorts of different yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. And so like now that I'm in my forties, you just realize that like that you don't really have that much as much time left as you thought you did when you were in your twenties. And that, you know, like at least in my situation, like illnesses can come up and um, you don't necessarily have as much time that you can spend with other people and whatnot. So like you, you portion out your time differently nowadays. So like, do you, do you find that or are you just approaching time as you did when you were in your, like when you were younger? Ironically, I think, uh, I, I know what you're saying. It, obviously this sense that we have a, a finite amount of time and, and to make the most of it. Ironically, when I was younger, I, I used to, uh, I don't know, sort of think a lot more, worry a lot more whether I was wasting time. But actually, ironically, as I get older and I have less time, I, I fret less about it. Um, <laughs> whether or not, I, am I using it to the best of, am I, am I using it to the best of my abilities? Am I maximizing? I, I don't, I found that in of itself to be a waste of time. So <laughs> I, I, I actually don't. I don't think there's such thing as wasting time, really. That's another thing that I I guess I've come to learn over well not truly waste of time but um you know I've I've come it's 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 a hard thing to measure what's a waste of time and what's a not and are you spending it actually um you know this whole notion that even the media presents us like are you living life to the fullest like uh, you know to make it sound as though if I haven't uh traveled to at least 10 countries in the past year that I'm somehow not living life to the fullest. And I, I, I think that's kind of a little bit foolish. There's so many aspects uh, to life in terms of living it fully. Um, so many experiences that um, it, it's, it's hard to say whether you're not, whether you're, you're wasting time or not. Um, yeah, so- I think, I think you're right, Liam. I think that there's an operational aspect in a way, kind of like, you know, the choices that you make about how you're going to spend time day to day, week to week, month to month. Um, but I think that there's also the perception of time, which which is, I guess, a piece of the question, which I do think that your perception of time changes, particularly around, um, I've found through the decades, you know, your appreciation of how much time, your perception of time definitely changes. You know, mm-hmm. I think in your 20s, uh, your life seems like it's all fully ahead of you, right? And not, I don't, but I don't think that it's also this idea that all of a sudden it's like, um, 
it's like mortality, uh, <laughs> you know, hits you in the face or something like that. I think uh, there's an element of that, but I think it's more for me at the stage of life I'm in now. Um, I definitely think more about the number of years that I have, you know, with parents, with children, with, um, you know, friends. And it, it was one of the one of the points, I think, at which I started to perceive time quite differently was when I was seeing that, you know, I've spent probably, I've probably, I'm probably at the point where I'm two thirds of the way through my professional career, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty different, right? When you start to, th- at the beginning, it's really, you know, kind of where you want to get to, you know, which is frequently relative to where you are. But now it's a little bit more around what do I want to get done before I retire? You know, even for me, I'm not planning to retire for another probably 15 years. Um, but I have the job that kind of allows me to do that. But um, I think more in terms of what are the few, you know, there's, there's big strategic projects which take a long time to do. So I, those will take longer. And I probably only have a, a couple of those left, you know, two mm-hmm. or three big things to achieve. Um, so that's one aspect. And then the other is just making sure, you know, I'm fortunate enough. My, my parents are a little bit older and they're still with us, but I'm definitely aware that there isn't that much more time that they're going to be around, you know? Um, and certainly I think for those who have kids, it's really different when your kids are young, uh, like, uh, the age that Liam's kids are, or, you know, I have a lot of friends whose kids are in their teenage years or, leaving the nest or whichever. And, uh, and yeah, so I think there's a di- definitely a difference in the perception of time. Interesting. Craig, did you have any um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I guess for me, time, like, I don't think I, I view it that much differently. Um, like, I, I, I kind of view time as, I'm, as I'm getting older, there's certain things that I won't be able to necessarily do as I get like into my seventies and eighties. Like there's certain things I might not physically be able to do, but other than that, like, I I don't, I don't really think about it that much. Like I, I I think it's part of it is because I still think I feel younger than I really am. And maybe it's like a, it's almost like a false sense of security or something, but (laughs) um yeah, like I still, I I don't feel a lot different than I did when I was my thirties or even late twenties, mm-hmm. other than some small things. So there, yeah, like I still feel like there's lots of time, and in in some ways it's weird because I I do kind of project ahead, and it's like, okay, so one of my grandparents they they weren't that old when they died, and then three of the three of the four other ones they were pretty old, and one was like in her nineties. So it's like, then you kind of do, do that type of thinking. And it's like, it's things that it, but I think about it periodically, but it's not like something I really like stress about. So, mm-hmm. but. Wow. That was a lot to unpack today. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I think that that was, uh, yeah, I feel like we need to sit with it a little bit and kind of unpack it on our own. <laughs> It's, it was interesting to sort of just hear this. And I think, honestly, uh, we need to uh, probably call it an episode here. Yeah. So that we can come back and talk to them again and, and, and you know, take it from there. But because I'd love to hear, you know, 
some random thoughts on things that you know that they're looking forward to and 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 like the and like attitudes towards like the physicalities of aging and things like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so sure. um but this is interesting i actually feel like i'm gonna replay this conversation <laughs> and, and be like okay what does that mean and, and uh, you know how um but yeah no that's what's fascinating thanks guys um so uh i think with that we'll let's call it an episode this week yeah and um uh for our listeners out there feel free to um you know hit us up on social media um, we're on facebook instagram Twitter, all the good stuff. Yeah. And um, and you can find all of those handles on our website. So that's um, doesthismakemelookold.com. Correct. Um, yeah. So um, thanks, guys, for joining us. And, yeah. We really uh, enjoyed having you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll um, speak again next week. Sounds good. 